the peacemakers. All right, guys. Welcome back to another Music Millionaires podcast. I'm your host, SG1, from the Grammy Award winning team, The Peacemakers. And just happy to be able to help you guys at any kind of way or any kind of way. Actually, I can be of service to you. David E. Maxwell is my co-host, and we will be doing this podcast for you guys, teaching you and educating you to the music business and games based on our personal experience in the music industry. Um, but David, me and you was just chopping up a little bit, uh, and you was getting you were saying something about... Um, uh, wanting to build out a team. Yeah, a- exactly. Because you know, as a person that's a DUI, you know, you're doing everything yourself. You know, you got a lot of other factors that's involved. You know, you got family, you got your day job. If if, you, if you're working a day job, you're not doing this full right. time, and uh, you, you just need some time. So we we were just talking about building a team where. Maybe one or two people, like one person has a marketing expertise, another person on the creative end, and you just pull your sources together, and and that builds uh, uh, your brain and puts you. Yeah, we see. We see now. Here, here's the thing, and here's been always a thing for us, and and what I've experienced. Right, that team has to be a team that's based on understanding and equality, because what happens is instantly you're going to have people that most people are in a situation where they need money, right? So. Uh, most people are looking at like, how do you pay me now? Like, I want to get paid now. And then when you do find the other people who are like, okay, let's roll with this as a team, you know, money always becomes that determining factor of who does the most. So you're going to have to like really like delve into and, and find people who understand the long term or ready for the, what they call the, the end game, the long game. Um, versus someone who may be desperate, they may be talented, but they need money like right now. Cause I meet like a lot of producers, a lot of dope songwriters, a lot of artists, right? That I want to sign, I want to deal with. And they're talented people, but their situation don't allow me to sign them because they're looking for me to pay them for something that I can't guarantee is going to bring me back revenue. And at the end of the day, that's, that's really what it's about. You know, if I bring you on, I have to know that I'm going to get my money back out of you. And so, you know, you're going to have to more than likely find, find a team that is, is, is willing to go the long haul with you versus their situation forces them yep. to say, hey, I need money from you right now type situation, you know, so. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And, and you know, and as you were speaking, I was reminded uh, back in the day, <laughs> you know, when I was playing with my, you know, several bands and, you know, we were youngsters and our main goal was just to make music. You know, we had basically the main mindset, same mindset, you know, it wasn't always about the money. The money was a plus for us back then. Of course, we didn't have all the responsibilities that we have now. But having someone, like you said, with the same mindset and the long-term goal, that that you can accomplish a lot with. And uh, the thing is, like you said, just finding the people that uh, are rolling rock with you, that's a challenge. <laughs> you broke up a little bit. You said having people what now? Having people to roll and rock yeah, with you, that's yeah, the challenge. Yeah, yeah. 100%, man. If, cause if you look at, I don't know if you're paying attention to like what be going on, like the, the uh, industry, that is like, when you, when you look at most of these artists and you replay these situations, whether it be a Destiny's Child with Beyonce and, or Jay-Z and Dame Dash or whatever it is, right? It's all great mm-hmm. at the beginning of the relationship, you know, uh, everybody's yeah. hungry, everybody's 
you know, trying to get it. But then once that success comes, it's when you really get a chance to see people for who they are, you know, and um, that's the biggest fear when you're creating anything in the industry, even a team, like your biggest fear with a team is like someone backstabbing you. And uh, it goes hand in mm -hmm. hand, like you, you, you will hire somebody, right? And you'll bring them on right. a team. And once you teach them certain aspects, they feel like they got it, they don't need you no more. So now they're taking your yeah. contacts, yeah. you know, they, they're not to your yeah. people, yeah. you know, they're trying to cut your throat. And, um, and, and then, you know, if, if that doesn't happen, if you are more um, guarded about who you are, what you are, your contacts and things like that, and you act more so as an employer and they are employee, right, right. then they still get upset because they want those contacts and they don't feel like you're trusting them enough to do the right thing. And it's like, well, right. you know, you, you, you know, damn if you do, damn if you don't, but just based on experience and what you see other people go through in the industry, you know, you're, you're almost forced to say, you know, how do, how do I evolve this, this relationship with a potential business partner uh, without damaging what I'm building or what I've built uh, all under the pretense that they could do X, Y, Z, which is a whole nother thing within itself because you want to give people yeah. mm -hmm. the benefit of the doubt. So, Well, I, I think uh, that, that's really important. And if we can keep coming back to the main thing that with the initial, uh, 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 what I'm looking for, the initial... Um, Putting it together, you know, just as a reminder, you know, that's where I think having an understanding with your, your partner or your employee or with however, you, you know, you put it together, you know, keep coming back to the table and have an open discussion about these things. I, I think that's one of the way that, uh, you know, people be, be honest, you know, like, like they may say, well, look, I feel as though I deserve this. And, you know, take that information. Okay, so how do we deal with this now? How does it affect us? And are we willing to to make some type of arrangement or compromise that everybody can be happy? Right, right. Of course, you can't please everybody all the time. There's going to be some ups and downs, but you got to have an understanding about that. You know, you got to leave room for that and be mature in the right. situation. Right, and I, I agree with you 100. percent I think I think the proper that the proper terminology and the way that I would look at it is transparency. Um, yep. With transparency. And what I mean by transparency is, okay, we're going to, we're going to create this business, right? We're going to do, uh, them, them be music millionaires together. All right. So within that transparency, okay, this is what SG is going to cover. This is what I'm going to cover. Dave, you're going to cover the production side. You're going to cover the editing. I'll do the video, uh, editing or recording, right? And so within that, I think me and your work task and flow, what we both are agreeing to do is, uh, equal to both of us after expenses taking half of the, the, the profit. Um, do we agree? We say yes. So now it's the transparency of let's cover this. When the money comes, where do it go to? Who has access? If we no longer mm -hmm. agree on business ventures, when do we want to revisit this uh, agreement? Do we want this agreement to be perpetual? Do we want this agreement to be handled by third party if we are in a dispute? You know, do we, if we mutually agree that we don't want to do business together, how do we disperse the money? Those are all the things that should be talked about when it comes to, you know, business yep. transactions, you know, and I don't think a lot of times it's done that way. I think a lot of it's done on a handshake and where the, the pain come in is because there's a lot of assumption, <laughs> right? 
Yeah. And then the person. Yeah, false expectations. Yep. Yeah, you know, it, exactly. And, and then the person who was controlling the money because we didn't talk about it now has that money. And now the other person feels a certain type of way because they're entitled to it, but they didn't know what was in it actually. You know, it's just like, yeah. you know, we have to start doing business within transparency, just straightforward. Because we live in a world now yeah. where all of our lives is, 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 is out there. You know, me and you come from an age and time that our privacy was the thing that we guarded the most, you know? Oh, yeah. And um, <laughs> now with social media, you know, and, and I, you know what I, I witnessed really? I watched how we've been forced into this social media lifestyle just in order mm. to exist and to make more money from the business aspect of it. It's like... If you're not on social media and capturing those leads and those people and these X, Y, Z, you're not living out your full potential. So then you have yeah. those of us who, you know, are well over our 30s, you know, now on social yeah. media trying to figure out the lingo, yeah. how to capture people. To, yeah. You know, and it's like, wow, you know, that was that was a that was a hell of a trip they pulled on us. Right. Yeah. It's like a culture, a culture shock and culture shift. Yes. You know, yes. it's just like it seemed like it. It, 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 it started out slowly, pro progressively, but it seemed like almost overnight, here we are. <laughs> yep. It's, it, it's just amazing how, like, like you say, you know, uh, when we come together, you know, we got to build that foundation first and, you know, lay our cards on the table. That way it'd be no surprises, but leave room to be able to talk about because people do develop different ideas, different feelings, different uh, drives and directions that they want to go. So if, if that, I think that's, like you say, it's very important if we can have that dialogue. Right. right. And, I, and I definitely agree. And it's because it's one, listen, at the end of the day as musicians, what, what is definitely going to happen is the independent artist market and music production and musicians as a whole, it's not going to slow down. Um, no. I, we, we, let me think about that's this. True. Think about it. So we have social media influencers Let's say uh, Lil Duval, for a lack of a better example, but he's a comedian, right? So mm -hmm. he really got his break through the Internet, social media. He's been a comedian for quite some time, but through the Internet and mm -hmm. memes and stuff like that, he got his break in, right? So mm -hmm. now that he has accomplished that, he is living his life that he wanted to as a what? Musician. You don't, yeah, you don't yeah. almost even hear yeah. about him doing any comedy. He's doing... Show music, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. He's Absolutely. Doing Absolutely. Um, Lily Singh, the uh, Superwoman. You know, the uh, East Indian sister from Canada. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. Same yeah. situation. Yeah. She started out YouTube social media influencer, comedian. You know what I mean? Technically, that's what she's mm -hmm. is a comedian. And right. what did she do? She broke out into music. You know? Yeah. Um, it's so it's it's what I'm saying is that if those of us who are in the music industry aren't seeing that shift and what me and you talked about earlier, the advantage of having social media uh, play such a mm -hmm. large part in our development and growth. But if we as musicians who are in it from the very beginning don't see the shift and how much I've been saying this for years, because I know you've been following me when I say music is life, music oh, yeah. plays such a large yeah. part of every part of our life. I, there's not a point in time that you will go today and not hear no music on something, a commercial, someone passing by, Absolutely. you know, in a car, something. The ice cream the truck. ice cream truck, right? <laughs> they playing different music now. So, you know, you know I'm, I'm saying, like, if we as musicians and producers don't get it, 
if we don't get it, yeah. a lot of our musicians and, and, and little brothers, but that's what they are to me and you, are going to be so discouraged because they're going to see people surpass them just because they didn't follow the advice. The stuff, and, and listen to like this yeah. podcast like we're talking about now, just little simplistic things that they could be doing that they'll see other people capitalize off of and want to figure out like what's the secret formula. And it's like, there is none. You know, um, you, you right. brought it up earlier, right? You said something about, um, you were sharing on a blog about the reality that really you, you're creating your own reality show. You, you want to say that again? Yeah, it's like, you know, being on social media, uh, you know, and connecting with your audience and with your fans. People are, you know, first of all, if you got good music, that's going to draw them. But, you know, the person or the personality behind the music, that actually captures them. And what happens is, you actually become a reality show to them. You 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 are entertainment to them, uh, uh, along with your, your music is a byproduct of right. who you are. You know? so that's basically uh, yeah. I, I was sharing that with someone, and it's rather interesting when you really think about right. it. Right, and, and and that's exactly what I've told people before. I've tried to share it on Instagram. I've tried to share it on YouTube. Like you know, your <laughs> music is only an extension of who you are that people get a chance to you know know and love. Absolutely. Yep. And and that's the thing. So when you make a song, people are like, okay, I remember that. He's that's talking about remember that episode on YouTube or IG mm -hmm, when mm -hmm. he went through something with his baby mama or, or his girlfriend or yep. you know, the dog died. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean I remember that. Now they want to go back and watch that again, yeah. right? And and relate mm -hmm. it to the story. Now they're trying to match up the storyline with the you know, yeah. the, the, the track. And um, it's what I was talking about on the live stream the other day when I was talking about, do you think it's a coincidence that artists like Beyonce and Jay-Z make music, right? And if you, and if you look at the mm -hmm. time frame of Beyonce's uh, music when it was released, let, let me be honest with you because this is what I do. I've been in the studio with major artists. I know what they do. They purchase these mm -hmm. tracks. They have these hot tracks that they love and they apply these tracks to their lives. And that's how we were able to sell so many songs. We were basically back yes. all their lives and then write about it. But there is no coincidence to when a song or an album like Beyonce's Lemonade is pre-produced mm -hmm. prior to all of the controversy and drama that she so-called went through. You know, Jay-Z cheating, no one really knowing who he cheated with, all these different women trying to take the credit, but it was never really proven. But what it did for her was it increased her sales. Now, if yeah. you if you could only imagine if she had a YouTube channel and she was living mm -hmm. that out and it was scripted like what Will Smith is doing, how much oh, deeper wow. that would have been. She would have well, she would have oh, had yeah. one of the, the the top grossing subscribing channels and views on YouTube. I promise you. You better believe it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That without a doubt, you know. Like I said, people's uh, lives actually, you know, become interesting. Like you said, you hear the music, but you want to know what ev the music evolved from, you know, what's behind it. And, and that, that's the storyline right. right there. That's, and that's a fact. Like, I'm, I'm just now learning, and I'll be honest, you know, a person, I've been in the music business now 30 years. I am just now learning mm -hmm. to apply my, my, music and production writing skills to my videos now. It's like, okay, yes, mm -hmm. what's the hook, right? So I have the hook. 
and then it's like the storyline and then the build up and then the closing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, but that's yeah. just one factor. That's just one factor of it. Okay. Mm -hmm. From the video aspect of it. The truth behind okay. it though is that my videos and anything else I do from a social media standpoint should be treated the same way we treat music, which is everything is a remix or a remake of something else. Right? So yeah. Yeah. all I can do is say, this is what I'm going through in life, or this is what I've been through in the music business. And this is how reflected in my either accomplishments or failures. And then do it in the mm -hmm. same way that we've done music, which is retitle it, repackage it, remix it, challenge assumptions, uh, give them my view or my perspective from it by, you know, by giving them something unique in it and then tell the story <laughs> and apply emotions and things like that. If, if our musicians, if our music producers and artists apply that theory, <clears throat> to their social media platform and then apply that to their music and then release music because you'll be able to release music in real time. That 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 will be the biggest yeah. thing that no yeah. one understands. Like you won't have to plan and plot or market three, six months like me and you was talking about earlier before. Yeah, you yeah. will live the moment, go into the studio, lay down the tracks and then release it and then sell a million copies or a million streams right then. Yeah, absolutely. That's 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 incredible. And 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 one thing you said in, in, in your line, you always say music is life. Now, when you really think about that, you can no matter how you say it forward or backwards, life is music. It still has the same meaning. Right. You know that that's that's incredible right there. And everything that you just said, you know, people uh, uh, live what they uh, absorb. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They live out what they absorb, what they see, what they hear, you know, what they feel. So it's, it's, it, it is important. And, and like you, I too have come to the place where I'm starting more to relay my emotions through. Now, I guess in some way I was doing it or, or automatically because music is, is a, a is a soulish, but not to the level that I'm at now. I'm more aware of it now and how to produce it, so to speak, you know what I'm saying? But, but that comes with experience. You see, and, and that absolutely. It, it absolutely comes with experience, which is why, you know, it, it was so hard for a lot of musicians and producers to accept mumble rap because they're in, in, a, in a real producer and artist mindset, uh -huh. someone who went to school or took music theory or learned how to play keys and chords or a songwriter who takes the time out to calculate a storyline, a hook, and find a an eccentric type way to pass a message on the, mm -hmm. the the hardest thing for them to accept was someone being able to come in put no thought in some lyrics and then go platinum you know what i'm saying mm. look at right, the look right. on my wrist look yep. at the, the, the bitches da, 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 da. You know and you're like yeah, what just happened what just happened yeah man but then but yeah. then, you know, me and you are old enough and everyone else is old enough. We should have saw the signs because we live now in a microwave world. We live in a world where everyone yeah, wants man. instant gratification. So instant, that goes right, away. right into the music as well. I don't, I don't have mm -hmm. to tell a long drawn out story no more. I can jump from one thing to the next because that's how these millennials are living their lives. They're living their lives for the moment. It's like, yo, yeah, right you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We used to dwell mm -hmm. on an excitement thing. Like if we had an exciting time in our life, 
we would dwell on that shit later mm. on in the day. You're like, man, wow, you remember when that, man, that was crazy. That, no, they're like, <laughs> yo, what you went through today, son? Oh, yeah, you know, I just got in a shootout. Oh, uh, yeah, then I met a couple girls. Oh, then we had a police chase. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all that happened in one day. Me and you would probably go in through that in a month, you know what I'm saying, if we went through it at all. In a month, yep. <laughs> Yeah, our, our, our summer vacation, our summer with the grandparents. And exactly, stuff like that. exactly. You know, those things yeah. were exciting. <laughs> yeah. You know, so this yeah, is it's just going to be real interesting. Uh, I have an idea where music is going, and uh, I'll, I'll just hint, hint around to anyone that's going to be listening to this later on. I will, I will go as deep as uh, if you, you remember, you remember the movie Fifth Element with Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. Yeah. I'm gonna go there. Yeah. I'm gonna say that's where music is going eventually. They won't even be. Words, I think, I think wow. we'll go back to infant stages of just tones. Mm. I think we'll just go back to tones. I yeah, can see that. I really do. I, I, I can see that. I do. I think, I think, I think music would be become so eccentric that people would just tone out a song without words and just, we'd be just vibing on it, literally vibing on it from the tonal aspects mm. of the, the song. Like, what was, what, what is the, what, is there any words? No, it was just a tone. <laughs> it's just a tone. I think they had a, what, what the one, the alien was playing something. It was like, yeah. You know, kind of hard to describe. Yeah, to yeah, when she was hitting them octaves like just yeah. crazy high. Yeah, who? That one. Yeah, just wasn't words. It was just, like you said, tones and sounds. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the thing about that is that uh, music is universal. I mean, you really, you can, you can appreciate it without words and, and, you know, get some, get something from it. Everybody can draw from it and, you know, in their own way, in their own, for their own experience. Well, let, let's go back because again, me and you are old enough to, to recall songs like Straff, Set It Off. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Very mm -hmm. limited mm -hmm. words. Y'all want this party started, right? Y'all want this party started quickly. The most of that was yep. beat track. That's you know it. what I'm saying? And it was so, it was so yeah. good. Yeah. Like, we could sit there and listen to it for 15, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, so yeah. 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 It's truth is truth. Um, but on the, on the, the other side of that, I think we, we denote the science aspect of music so much. Uh, and what I mean by that, because you mentioned something earlier that no matter how we put music as life, life is music that we do as producers and musicians, which is where me and my brother came to understand a long time ago. It was so applicable to our music because we understood uh, the higher sciences, like our bodies operate on a frequency, a tone, right? That's mm -hmm. what music is, tone, right. music is tone. So mm -hmm. even with the creation of music, we understood if we wanted to get your heartbeat up to a certain uh, beat per minute, we knew how to do that with beats. Yeah. If we wanted you to elicit an emotion, we know how to do that using certain words with certain tones and frequencies. And that's because people don't understand that through that esoteric mm -hmm. aspect, that vibration that we are, these vibrating molecules or cells that are all vibrating on the same frequency, which, which makes you magnetically yeah. connected, that Absolutely. that's the secret behind the music. Knowing that we are all connected through vibrations and energy, it's just what are you feeling right now that I need to say or do that will make you connect to me? Wow, you said something real heavy there, and I know a lot of people that are going to listen later, man. They they might miss. So I want to reiterate that you said uh, music is energy. I mean, it's it's a force, man. It, it's it it moves without making. 
physical contact. So therefore, it's it's right. energy. <laughs> that's absolutely and and that's facts, you know. And and that's the that's the difference between I think musicians and a potential mm-hmm. beat maker. Uh, I think if yeah. you want to get past that title of beat maker, I think you need to really look into the esoteric and spiritual side of the music because it's applicable. You know, it's times, mm-hmm. I don't care who you are, we're sitting here and we're listening or watching a film or even it's on YouTube and the, the right pictures mm-hmm. along with the right tonation or right music is heard and it, and, it, and it makes you respond even when you don't want to respond. You know? Subconsciously. <laughs> That's the science. Like, wh- where are we at yeah. with that science? Like, where, where will we be at in five years with that science and understanding? And so wow. many of our producers miss the opportunity. Like, we talk about TV and sync placements all the time. But do we really mm-hmm. understand the TV and sync placements? Because those TV and sync placements are based on what me and you just outlined. They're based on Absolutely. emotion. M- music yeah. supervisors are looking to elicit an emotion with a particular scene in a movie. Uh, a tr- um, movie. There is a scene that they're looking for, right? And they yeah. need it to match. Yeah. So we get a lot of producers that will send music. Go, hey, look, well, they're looking for music for the worst case. Let's just an example. Um, Black Panther. Let's just do Black Panther because it's one of the most popular okay. movies out. So they're looking for music for Black Panther. People automatically going to go, you know what? I'm going to send them all my African tracks. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? When you looked at Black <laughs> Panther, it wasn't all about Black African or, or Black African uh, eccentric um, music. Right. There was emotional mm-hmm. scenes in there. There was energy that they was trying to pass on to the people to get you to understand. And and the the, the I'll tell you something that's real pivotal. Being around Dre was so game changing spiritually for me because you sit mm-hmm. back and we watch this man and how he tunes in to that mixing board, how he tunes mm-hmm. in to the track, how he tunes into tonation like. Where, where you need to go up, where you need to be down at, what he's trying okay. to do with this particular song. Oh, we could write a dope, dope verse. Everything is on point mm-hmm. with him. Leave out for, for the next two days, it's the dopest song he's heard. Two days later, he comes mm-hmm. back and says, but you know what? I, I want you to change this word. What word? This <laughs> word. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. I don't want to come off like this, or I don't do this. That's not who I am. Mm-hmm. And so now we are struggling right. having to redevelop a verse because he <laughs> emotionally wasn't feeling it or it was not sparking the emotion that he wants his audience to have. And that was like mm-hmm. deep for me to hear him say, I want to be on stage and put my hand up. And have people do X, Y, Z. It's like, wow, bro. Mm. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. It's, it's people who understand that. It's the point that I'm making behind it. People understand it, and a lot of artists understand that. And I'm just hoping that, you know, we can get to a point as musicians and, and educators, right, as big brothers, that we can teach, you know, right. the, the younger generation this. You know, like, you guys have responsibilities to music that you need to yeah. stand up. Now, now mind you, 
I'm I, I'm not against mumble rap. I'm not against any of the millennial rapping at all. I love a lot of it, right? But I'm also mm-hmm. saying this to those who would progressively become uh, eccentric producers and artists and songwriters to hear what me and you are saying now. Like, right? There's one right. thing to be what? good. There's one thing to be great. Then there's one mm-hmm. thing to be iconic. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think you got to be a, 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 a somewhat, if not a lot, uh, eclectic in your approach to music because, um, like you said, in a movie scene, a, a scene will not have the same effect if there was no music behind it. I actually, you know, had a scene that actually moved me emotionally where, you know, tears are going right. down. Now, at that same scene, you turn the sound off and watch it, you know, no music. It don't have the same doesn't effect. Doesn't have the same so effect. It's it, it's just amazing, you know, that we subconsciously are affected by music in such a way where it causes us to have a physical reaction. <laughs> you know, I, I was sharing also with uh, some friends of mine. You know, like they drive by in their in their cars with the music blasting, you can barely hear all hear the boom, right. Boom, boom, boom. And you know, people stand on the corner. All of a sudden, they start dancing and start twerking. They don't they're not they don't hear the words. They, they hear the, the music, music. Right. and because they hear the music, they they starting to react right. to it. And a lot of them do it un, un, unaware that they're doing it. It's just it's it becomes uh, uh, their default uh, reaction right. to something that they're hearing. Right. I, I, I think that's the best way you could describe it. I, I don't even think I would use default. I wouldn't even be able to come up with a word. <laughs> but you're right. It's, it's it's an emotionally defaulted response that the body just takes over when it hears certain music, and. Again, yeah. it's, we're talking about the power of music. We're talking about the control that music plays in our life. And yeah, it's like, yeah. that's the thing that scares me the most to say certain things. And I don't have but a certain amount of time to actually pass a message. Mm-hmm. And I learned that the hard way. You know, oh, get to the point. You know, I've watched some of the craziest comments come across my YouTube channel. Like, <laughs> oh, good information, but get to the point. Or well, the information is that for this. And I know at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm watching someone young say this because they don't have the yeah. time to yeah. hear the storyline the build the patience. They don't have right the patience yeah. isn't there and and that's and they miss a lot they miss a lot by yes. you know <laughs> yes yeah. yes 100 percent. and 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 that's the thing you know the art of storytelling is being lost and also the respect for a thing because what me and you both know right as, as adults i'm just gonna say it that way is okay. the experience of life is what have us making more cautious moves. The experience of life is what puts us in a place to say, oh, we get it because we experienced it. Mm-hmm. But when mm-hmm. you live in a world where you want a shortcut to everything, even like with my YouTube channel, people YouTube everything because they want the shortcut. In their mind, mm-hmm. and I promise you this, in a producer's mind that goes to the YouTube channels and watch anyone, Curtis King, uh, uh, Rob, uh, uh, myself, uh, Brandon, work? whoever they're mm-hmm. watching, in their mind, mm-hmm. they have a specific issue that they need fixing. It's nothing else. This is the only thing that I need to find out to fix my issue. Are you going to provide the answer? Mm-hmm. Me and you know. Yeah. 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 Me and you both know that no, it's a buildup of stuff. This is just one of yeah. the answers that you need right now. 
the it's process. The process. Absolutely. And what you're mm-hmm. going to do now is because instead of just sitting down and learning everything, just everything you need to know, and then when you come across that hiccup, refreshing yourself, you're going to sit here mm-hmm. and piece your career together. So mm-hmm. I'm banging out beats. You know what I need to know? Why my beats aren't selling? So I'm going to go look up a YouTube video, and I'm going to apply this. And now you're applying 30 different techniques from 30 different YouTube channels, and none of it's working because you're looking for an instant, <laughs> instant solution. Yeah, that's so true. And you're looking for results wow. instantly. And because you yeah. were impatient, you didn't have the patience or time enough to see these things play out. So then you jump mm-hmm. on the next bandwagon before you actually give your first thing time to settle in and get really results. Yeah. And now you're jumping around to the point where you're frustrated and now you're like, none of this shit works. I ain't gonna make it. This is, this is, you. we're never gonna make it and blah, 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 blah. So like, and, and they, they give, give up. up. Yep. And they give up. Yeah. And that, that is so true. Uh, you know, you've probably seen this going around too. A lot of people who get so close to their blessing, they don't realize that that next step is the one that's gonna take them over the threshold. Right. They get right there, then they turn around, turn back because, you know, like, like you just said, it. you know, they want that instant and it's not happening for them right now. You know, they'll look at the long term right. and, and you, we live in a society, like you say, everything is microwaved and you and I both know that, you know, it gets, it's, it's better with time, you know, through time, you gain experience, you gain wisdom. And then once you apply right. that, that, that makes it the, the whole lot, that makes the difference. That's right. That's right. And, and, and that's, that's the thing at some point I'm hoping everyone really gets, you know, that we, if, if you put in the work, okay, if you really put in the work, no different than my, I'm, my, I myself am included in this, you know, uh, I'd be so excited. I'd be trying to get stuff out to these guys. Sometimes I would just rush through a YouTube video. Oh yeah. We all yeah, do you know, that. just because I'm, it's, it's a part of the experience. It's a part of the experience as well. That's a fact. But then when, I apply myself to it and I'm like, listen, you know, I, I sit down with my, uh, my musicians. Hey, I need this type of track for this particular scene. Uh, I sit down with my, uh, my video editor. I'm like, Hey, Hanson, we need to get this done. I want it to do this. I want it to look this way. The effect of it is much more greater and has more longevity than me just rushing through the information. And then, you know, just trying to get it out because I'm excited and I feel like people need it. And that that is so real. Even with now me redeveloping the website and yeah. going through the course, like I wanted it done two months ago. I'm like, oh, I got to get it done. I got to get it done. I want to get it done. Yeah. Oh, I, I got to drop this. I got to get it to them. I owe them this. I owe them that. And then, yeah, you know. You know, that can become demanding. It can become demanding, especially when you when you get it reach a certain level. But, I, you know, in, in reference to what you're saying, I want to ask you mm-hmm. this. What tastes better, uh, a TV dinner in the microwave or a down-home cooked oh, meal? Oh, all day, a down-home cooked meal. <laughs> all, you know all what I'm saying? So, so that, hey, my brother, that's it. You know, I, I definitely feel you on that, and we're all guilty of that. Right. But then again, going through that is part of the process of getting the experience and the wisdom to be able to do and to present something that's uh, uh, palatable. Right, right. Right, and I, I completely agree cool. with you. I completely agree with you. I, I liken it to, and, and, and this is off subject, but you know, still within the same uh, realm. Like, I am so worried about where we are going right now in this world. Like, I don't necessarily care about the whole government shutdown thing. What I do care about is nah. that people aren't prepared for it if this lasts longer yeah. than they think. Because 
People are financially dependent on instant gratification situations, checks, mm -hmm. uh, food stamps, things like that. Because, and where I'm at, where I'm going with this is, again, what instant gratification is, we no longer put our hands in the dirt. We no longer plant mm -hmm. soil, you know, you know, plant seeds and stuff like that in the ground. When I talk to young people about raising chickens and, and eating, you know, greens in the garden, they're, oh, I don't, if right. I can't get it out of the store, yeah, yeah. I don't want to eat it. And I'm yeah. like, well, what are they doing to you? You don't even know what they're doing to your food. You know what you're doing with your food that you're growing. <laughs> I know what my chickens Absolutely. eat, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what scares me now because we live in a society where if there is no food stamps, if there is no wow. more financial well-being and this is how people survive, people will be dying for simple reasons. One of two reasons. There's going to be those who are predators and there's going to be those that are yep. the prey. The victim. Yep. The prey will lose everything because the predators will be in your house. They, are, they yep. need to eat now. And by any means yeah. necessary, it's me or you. I don't care about mm -hmm. what you earned or you worked for. I care about what's going to happen with my stomach and my family right now. And right now, you Absolutely. are holding, uh, you are, you are what's the, you are right now the wall keeping my family from living or dying. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It become a dire, dire situation. Yes. Uh, absolutely. Yes. So that is that is the biggest fear I have because that's the reflection of music. Music is the reflection of our modern day lives right now. Right. Now, wow. The way people and our children listen to music, it is the same mentality you will see with this government shutdown if things does not get fixed immediately. Because when those food stamps run out and people's stomach starts boiling over and getting hungry. Mm -hmm. You will see what instant gratification will do for people. Oh yeah, it, you know it, it. It stems also to the point that that a lot of people aren't prepared because they put all their eggs in right. one basket, and they 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 become dependent upon just that resource instead of multiple resources. Right. You follow? Right. Right. Yeah. And and like you said, even with the music, like even uh, you take a music producer, just making music isn't the only way to provide income for yourself. You know, there's right. other facets of That's the music industry that, other, that you should be tapping into. That's a fact. Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. And, and that's that's what I've been trying to share with music producers as well. Listen, stop just relying on the beats. Stop relying on somebody buying yeah. your music. Stop relying on, you know, you trying to go online and you're trying to present your music to Trippy Red or Drake or... Listen, that's not how that works. Uh -huh. In an occasional situation, these artists will happenstance on a producer that way. Most of this is who right. you collaborate with. Who you collaborate mm -hmm. with. We wholly mm -hmm. got into the industry based on who we collaborated with. And that's six degrees of separation. You get okay. what I'm saying? So, I have finding people who who wound up getting that connection, okay, for the best example, David E. Maxwell now has linked up with the A&R from Universal Music. And they're like, hey, submit your music to me, right? And David mm -hmm. says, well, mm -hmm. I got you. And you're submitting music, but you're noticing you sent over 200 tracks in the last two years of your relationship, but only two songs got placed. Mm -hmm. Then you say, right. well, Pigo SG and his brother, they sent over 
10 tracks and got five songs placed. What's mm -hmm. the difference? Well, SG and another producer, i.e., you know, uh, you know, Justice League or anyone like that. Collaborated. Mm -hmm. We connected together and sent over a complete song. David Maxwell just sent mm -hmm. over a beat because he didn't want to work with nobody. <laughs> right, right. And, and you know, that happens with producers all the time, man. You know, we got to get out of that. Uh, that that's, that's exactly right, my brother. <laughs> and you know, it, this reminds me also, a cousin of uh, mine shared something with me. And, uh, you know, I was telling him, even before I put out my first CD, uh, you know, we always hear people say, well, in order to break into the, the industry, it depends on who you know. But he said something that I found very profound and it sticks with me today. And he said, well, it definitely just depends on who you know. It also depends on who That's knows right. you. You know what I'm saying? Who, what, what have you been doing? Have you been build, building a fan base, building a following? Uh, are, are you on this platform? Are you there? Are you there? You know, who knows right. you? I, I think right. that actually right now in the time that we're living in is much larger than who you know. Of course, who you know, if they're, you know, a big wig or something like that, they can get you in. But the most important thing is who knows right. you. <laughs> right. Right. 100%. Yeah. And, and that's the aspect of, like, I'm working with several artists uh, under my publishing company, right, and our label. And, mm -hmm. again, it goes back to everyone's hungry, everyone is in a bad situation. That desperation is what creates the great music, of course. But yep. no one wants to really understand and realize that if you have no one that wants your music, there is nothing I can do to make people get yeah. your music. And, and, and that's really the key, which goes back to what you said. Who knows you? Because mm -hmm. major labels now are not signing people that don't have a social following. Absolutely. They want to be able to recoup their, their investment. Facts, hands down. Mm -hmm. So. Again, piggybacking off you, if you are not putting yourself out there, and, I, and I've said this as well, I've said this as well to just to go along with what I'm getting ready to say about putting yourself out there. Uh -huh. If you have privacy issues, if you have skeletons in your closet that you are scared is going to come <laughs> out, stay away uh -huh. from the music industry. Stay away from that's anything good. that's going to make you a public figure because you have to have thick mm -hmm. skin when it comes to this. When you are in this industry and you start getting fans, people want to know everything about you. Everything. Uh, are you, are you, yep. Go, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want you to keep your sleep. I would say, yeah, they want to know even everything about you. And some will get to the points where they start creating. That's a, that's a fact. That's a fact. When your, when your life is too perfect or they just can't find enough or you got to an answer yep. for everything, I'm going to make this up. Oh, yeah. I'm going to make this up when this person, oh, yeah. they'll stick with it too. Trust me, I'm, I'm a victim of that stick oh, with yeah. your lie type shit. They'll stick with a lie and I'm like, well, that's, that's mm. not what actually happened. Remember when we said this and this right here? Oh, yeah, but, yeah, well, but yeah. see, you did this. Nah, -uh, hold on. But when I did this, <laughs> did I not say this? Well, yeah. So I'm like, yeah. So you literally went two years with that on your chest and I just broke all that down and, and then people don't like right, it. So right. And they get mad because, damn, he, yeah, he's truthful. <laughs> you know, so I, I mm -hmm. tell people like, you gotta be careful what you ask for in this music industry, man, cause, um, yeah. You may yeah. get what you want and then some. Like for so for so long, I tried to separate my my tribal life from music millionaires. And yeah. as I'm on there, I'm getting people like, "Hey, 
aren't you so-and-so because they see me on, you know, uh, a PBS yep. documentary or a show, you know, you know, into the tribe and people yep. are like, aren't you so-and-so? I'm like, I'm guilty that I, I think I put you out. Listen, listen, bro. For the first year, I was just not even letting the comments come out, just deleting the comments, right? <laughs> but, yeah. but, in, but in my yeah. defense, what I was doing was I didn't want people to get distracted about the other side of who I am, you know, because mm-hmm. my, my passion is in music, you know. And so I didn't want people to right. get distracted with that part, you know, and then miss right. the right. message, you know, of me trying to help mm-hmm. versus, you know, uh, you know, focusing on the music. So I used to be like, yeah, let me... Let me let me um, <laughs> shake that off a little bit, and and, and let me just I, I got to claim that I got to own up to it. So now I'm just like, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. But you know, the, the good thing about it, being that you are who you are, you've come this far. It's the way that you responded to it that's important. That you know, people can can digest it. You know, because uh, I, I think that plays a big role in it. Because a lot of people, um, how they respond to even the trolls. You know, don't don't don't. Feed the energy because someone said this to me. They said, "Don't argue with right. food because from a distance, nobody knows who's the right. food." Right. <laughs> you know, so it's how you respond and how you deal with it that uh, uh, is, is important and, and plays a, a good part in in it. Yeah, and and, and I I agree I, I agree completely with you. You know, uh, and for anybody that's, you know that's going to listen to this later on, you know, uh, a troll is just that. A lot of trolls are I, I like to call them spiritual vampires, right? They live right. off the life force of other people. So whatever you're doing, you're so big in life that I have to come in and troll you. You know what I mean? Literally, I have to come and stuck off of your right. energy instead of creating my own. <laughs> and that's how you have to look at that in, this, in the music industry as well. If a person spends too much time on you, they don't have a life. If you, if yeah. you, have, yeah. if you are doing what you're supposed to be doing and you are accomplished, I don't have time to be sitting here well, David, David did this. Look at this nigga did this, and you know, I know you, your church boys. Yep. I'm not trying to corrupt you, but I don't have time. No, it's, it's good, brother. I'm still, I'm still okay. down there. You know, but I don't have time to sit here and micromanage David E. Maxwell's right. life. I can't do it if if I'm doing mm-hmm. what I'm supposed to be doing for my family and my business. I don't have time to sit here and every time David goes live, I need to troll him and try to dispute what he's saying. You know, what you're doing yeah, is that same yeah. conversation me and you had, because it's always about the art of storytelling. Now you're going right. back and you're doing what people feel like they can do better. So I'm going to shortstop mm-hmm. his efforts and try to take his fan base or their attention, <laughs> his fans, their attention over to me now because I'm trolling them or trying to oust them. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's the same strategy. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so, you know, I like him to call them, you know, spiritual vampires. And all you gotta do is put your haters cross up, you know, and put the garlic in there. That's it. That's it, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. brother, it's, it's been great talking to you, man. Uh, this will not be our last podcast for all you things, guys listening. Um, yep. David, do me a favor again. Please reintroduce yourself, uh, introduce your website, because we didn't get a chance to talk about that, uh, with people. So, if you don't mind. No, not at all. My name, of course, David E. Maxwell. Um, the CEO of DEM Beach Production which is a, uh, a music company that produces instrumental beats and music for uh, rappers, singers, uh, any, anything music, anything that needs music, uh, that's where I'm at. And my website is www.davidemaxwellbeats.com 
or you can visit dembeatsproductions.com. That's dembeatsproductions.com or dembeats.com? Dembeatsproductions. All right, yeah, because you had broke up a little bit, so I wanted to make sure they got that. And so, yeah, guys, David okay. is a co-host. We're going to be doing this Music Meaners podcast. We're going to try to drop something on you guys once a week um, and invite you guys as well. Come on and, you know, talk to us and, you know, bring some things to our attention and see how we can help you guys. And sometimes we're just going to be chopping it up, chatting up like we did today, and hopefully you guys can learn yep. something. Because uh, David got a, a wealth of knowledge. Uh, being my older brother, um, a lot of wisdom as well. Like I said, we, I wish we had just started recording earlier because we was really getting it in. Yeah, we had some good stuff. <laughs> but it won't be the last, yeah. guys, man. It really won't be the uh, last time. And uh, so check out um, David at uh, Dem Beats Productions. Please.com. Also, make sure y'all check them out on YouTube. You can follow them on YouTube as well. We got some things in the workings that we're going to be working on with Dumbies Productions. And if you're a music producer, rapper, anything like that, make sure you guys uh, holler at him if you need some beats or you want to do some collaborations. He's down for that as well. Um, and just hit, hit him up. You know what I mean? Hit him up. Yep. And ask him questions yep. like y'all ask yep. me. He got it. He got the answers. Trust me. <laughs> hey, that's right on. Amen. Right. So again, this is another Music Millionaires podcast. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you check out our sponsors, whoever it may have been at the very beginning of this particular episode. Also, again, check out DenBeastProductions.com and come by me, Music-Millionaires.com. Check us out, see what we have. And if you have not or if you are not one of our YouTube subscribers, make sure you check me out on YouTube, Music Millionaires TV. That's Music Millionaires TV, where we are dropping jewels like this and more straightforward answers for you. Uh, very focused, need to answer now, millennials and, and old heads. Man. Uh, but check us out. Uh, as, as we always say, at the end of everything and what we've been saying in this particular podcast is music, music life. Music is life. We out, guys. Peace and blessings. We out.